Hello and welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with nosy neighbors and Kobe haters. I'm your host, Adrian, as always, joined by Paul, and uh, let's dive into it. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. No cap. Big facts. No. 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 Big facts. No. No cap. No cap. So wait, what? What did you say for the intro? Was there anything? Uh, uh I said uh, nosy neighbors and Kobe haters. Did Did I hear you say Kobe haters, as in the beef or the basketball player? What? So if you add Bryant to it. Uh, it no longer has the good multi-syllabic quality to it. Mm. Um, uh, I also think Kobe is, I, it, I think it's one of those things where like people who know more about it seem to pronounce it Kobe and not Kobe. Mm. So I'm going to use that as my excuse for how it's very clearly about uh, the the basketball man. I want to go back to the multi-syllabic thing. I like the idea that you're the M&M of the podcast intro game. Like people are going to make those YouTube videos <laughs> where they color your words and they're like, look hey, at yo. how complex and intricate his rhymes Fucking are. Fucking death to mumble intros, bro. <laughs> I'm all about lyrical miracle intros. Every time Paul does one of his intros, it's just like... It's about the vibe. It's not really about the actual lyrics. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what Paul's saying. Um, when I do my intros, uh, there's like a really cool purple filter on top of it. And I'm drinking lean. So it's like, it's it's not really about the music. It's about the aesthetic, you know? I totally get it. And you know what? There's a time and place for everything. Professor Oak told me that. I have nothing to say to that. I can't. Is that a Professor Oak quote? I, I, yeah, like whenever you like. How often are you and... playing like Pokemon Red? <laughs> how are you <laughs> quoting Professor Oak? Um, it actually isn't Professor Oak. It's whoever the professor is in the Hoenn region. Because uh, I, I specifically remember it of like you try to use your bike indoors. Mm. It just says like the words of Professor Birch ring in your head. There's a time and place for everything or something. Oh, that's actually very true. I do remember that now. I'm sorry, I judged yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He might as well have just been like the words. The words of Professor Elm ring in your head. Don't be acting a fool and riding your bike in a store. What the fuck's wrong with you? Why do you need the remembered words of Professor Birch to like give you correct social etiquette? That reminds me of the fact that when I first played those games, a lot of that stuff didn't make sense to me, and I had a really hard time with them because we uh we owned the games in French because that's where my brother lived when he bought them, and mm. I didn't speak any French, so when that stuff would come on, I just, like, I really had to piece together what to do in those games by just clicking everything because I couldn't read any of the, like, dialogue or the text wow. boxes that gave you cues on what to do. That's, so, like, I think one of the complaints about Pokemon is that there's no, like, gradation of levels, right? Like, it's the same level of difficulty for kids as it is for adults. But mm -hmm. I think that's basically how you do master, uh difficulty in pokemon <laughs> is he playing in a different language <laughs> that you don't understand yeah because it's like think about it when something like that comes up or like a text bubble that kind of gives you a cue like oh you can't pass this part until you've defeated that such and such like gym it's like obviously when you know the language you're just like oh i'll go to that gym and do it but when you don't you're just like okay well i can't go through there i just need to go click on everything else until that portion opens up you know what i mean like you can't take any of the cues <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you uh, bump into Snorlax, he says it in French, and 
It doesn't make any goddamn sense. You can't get over. What is the, what is the, the onomatopoeia for snoring in French? Instead of the, it's just like ha ha. That's pretty good. It, it kind of reminds me of like when people do like what 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 is this? What's the sneezing uh, noise for different cultures? Mm. That's interesting thing? to think about. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Depending it's on what your a... like base language is, the the achu that we're taught is like what a sneezing sounds like is uh, different. Real quick, can we talk about one of my pet peeves? Do it. Cute sneezes. Don't like them. They always feel forced. I don't believe them. <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, do you signed think these... Adrian. Do you think these girls have real sneezes and they're faking the cute sneeze? Like they're just they don't need to sneeze at yeah. all. As they're... soon as they're in the women's uh, locker room. The mask comes off, <laughs> and they're doing dad sneezes, just like shaking the house. Down. <laughs> Is that a universal thing that dads the have dad no sneeze? idea how to control their goddamn sneezes? I, I don't think it's about controlling. I think it's about true freedom. When you know you, what? When, no, when no. you own the roof. I think we might be on opposite ends of this issue because I'm definitely more offended by the dad sneeze. I feel like it demands way too much attention. Not everybody in the house needs to hear your sneeze from five rooms over i want to get to the point in life where i'm doing the dad sneeze because that's when i'll be truly <laughs> liberated uh right now i have way too many hang-ups to be a dad sneezer um <laughs> cute sneezes are the annoying ones i i don't believe in like uh in dividing the genders and obviously every gender can do something the other gender does but l l girls are the ones doing cute sneezes right like i've never heard a guy with a cute sneeze like a little <laughs> that's I, not I that's there's not probably a guy. some like i bet there's probably some gen zers uh, now that they're like kind of being more uh, genders a spectrum, uh, now that they've kind of like yeah, now that they're like breaking down and it's more common to be critical of all these things, I bet there's probably some guys who are doing. If cute there's sneezes. some Gen Zers guys doing cute sneezes, then that really proves that cute sneezes don't exist and they're just an aesthetic choice. Yeah, that's my point. Hmm, you might be onto something. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. actually know. I thought that was just how some girls sneezed <laughs> because of biology. <laughs> Um, I used to know a girl in like elementary school who would, uh, plug her nose when she sneezed, which is, uh, very much like a good way to like blow your eardrums out. But now that I'm thinking about that, I don't know if that's an old wives tale yeah. that adults just tell kids. I, it can't be healthy though. I don't think. You know, I've always thought that the whole, like, you can't sneeze while keeping your eyes open thing sounded like bullshit, but I've also been too afraid to test it because like, what if my eyes just popped out? <laughs> And then I was just like, God damn it, Polly, you flew too close to the sun. <laughs> totally get it. That's why I haven't tried to say Bloody Mary three times in a mirror <laughs> in a dark bathroom. Because, <laughs> like, the consequences, if it's true, are just not worth it. <laughs> I like how we just became, like, uh, Catholic apologists. We just became Pascal's wager. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just, we just formed the entire, like, uh, the entire intellectual basis of apologetics. <laughs> Well, that seems like enough stuff off top. Um, <laughs> I will. I'm. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna go first. I really like my article this week. And all I, right, confident I wanna, Paul. I want to jump right into it. This is Dad Sneeze Paul right here. I think an interesting thing I noticed from this week was we both picked the uh, local papers. So mine actually comes from a paper from Athens, uh, Georgia, very close to our neck of the woods, um, somewhere. I mean, yeah, like a four-hour drive. <laughs> pretty close but like as in we've both definitely been there before on day trips i assume like you've made i went way. there to go see jimmy eat world in uh undergrad 
Jim Eat World? I don't, I don't know what is this. Jimmy Eat World. Uh, it just takes some time, little girl. You're in the middle of your ride. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything. Okay, everything you gotta stop. We don't, we, we don't, right, we don't have right. the rights for more than that. That's all. I think have. twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they had a couple of uh, good songs that... Uh, there's a whole story behind this. I don't think I want to tell it in the did podcast. You go with, did you go long. with Drake Vaughn? Is that... I went with uh, Drake and Phil, yeah. I, I, I felt like you would go with Drake to see a band in Athens. Okay, yeah, you don't have to tell the story. That'll be for the bonus app. Yeah, it's a long oh. one. Um, but yeah, uh, so I haven't, been, I haven't been there... Oh, God. Can, can I guess the story? Did it turn out Drake was a Hannah Montana situation and he was the lead singer of... Of what was the band's name? Boy Eats World. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> um, yes, Drake was uh, the the actual lead singer for a band that came out with most of their popular music when we were like seven or eight. <laughs> uh, which I guess actually is the Hannah Montana model. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she was Hannah Montana's age. Miley Cyrus was. Yeah. Was her name Miley Cyrus in Hannah Montana? Was her dad Billy Ray in that show, or was he just a dad? I think he was a regular goofy dad. Okay, so he wasn't like he wasn't a Billy Ray Cyrus, the pop star. He was just Billy Ray Cyrus in an alternate universe. Wait, he was, was he the dad, dad in that show? Yeah, yeah. Her dad was definitely her real dad, but I don't know no. if he was playing himself or playing another dad. I don't think so because I think that adds too much to the story, and I think it's really all about Miley. You know? Okay. Um, and the, I, I'd I, like I, to think that Hannah Montana is really a character study, <laughs> above all. Since, since we're uh, since we're talking Hannah Montana, since this has become Hannah Montana cast, uh, you know that the brother in that show is kind of what we were describing. He was like thirty when he was playing like that eighteen-year-old with the baby face. That was the first thing that came to mind when you when when we brought up the show. Was like that's the one fact I know about it is that he was weirdly old. I hope he didn't have any like on-screen kisses or anything. I guess it probably would have been with someone who was also over eighteen, but like. The thought of, like, where that could have gone and, like, how much people didn't care about stuff like that back then uh, does not make me feel great. Yeah, no, they didn't write any on-screen kisses, but that uh, that full penetration sex scene I saw was a little... I was literally just about to make that joke. I was like, yeah, but the full penetration... But you know how you don't kiss a prostitute, and it was, like, a really gritty episode where he went and got a prostitute, so that's why he never had to do an on-screen kiss. It was a really interesting B-plot for the A-plot where Miley tries to figure out photosynthesis. Oh, so the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but then that also mirrors him figuring out that power is a dynamic that plays into sex. He's the power bottom of the cell when he goes to jail. That was a crazy episode. All right, so, um, yeah, refocus. Okay, so, uh, the local, a Northwest Philly... Uh, paper and they have this section ask athena this question for ask athena is called evil clowns and flat earthers so the question is my next door neighbor recently acquired a family of giant plastic ronald mcdonald's about 20 of them all different sizes from life size to lawn gnome his yard's not that big so they're all squished together and here's the weird part they all appear to be facing directly into my window we share a twin home this bothered me so much one night. I went out and shifted them all to face his house, but he eventually put them back towards me again. Not sure how much longer I can live with all these clowns staring into my home. 
but I feel weird making it an issue. It's his yard. Am I making too much of this? Is there a mature way to handle the situation and also get rid of the clowns? JB. Location withheld by request. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. First thoughts? Uh, n- no, you're not weird at all for feeling like this is an issue that's clearly psychotic of your neighbor and a vaguely vaguely threatening or is it outright threatening i feel like we're definitely on the spectrum of threatening i don't think if you called the police to report this they would i mean police aside in terms of like the actual institution i don't think they would categorize this as how do you think he got all the ronald mcdonald statues um i don't know i used to have cardboard cutouts that i used to collect if you remember that and it was literally just me like asking whenever i went to a place that had one like how much are you willing to take to part with this or do you think he bought a collection from someone who just made their collection on their own i think for sure he bought a collection that somebody else already curated right that has to be it It might have been inheritance inheritance you think this is the grandson of a of mr mcdonald ronald mcdonald collector or a collector (laughs) (laughs) um like one of the <laughs> Mr. Mr. McDonald is my dad. You can call me Ron. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's that uh one of the things that sticks out to me about this is the when you like learn a good bit about a person just from their one paragraph describing their problem, like the fact that they were willing to go out and turn all of the uh, statues so they faced the other way, but then asked like, "Can I bring it up or is that too much?" Like, dude, you you went out there and manhandled all of them. Like, how is, like, bringing it up in conversation now beyond the pale? I guess that's true. But, it, right, are you not, like, you're not at all worried for this person? To me, it seems like like murderer behavior. You're not at all, like, scared? Um, I no, I don't think so. Like, unless there's some, like, prior reason to be afraid of your neighbor, I think. I would, I would think joke or prank before malice on this one. Yeah, I wonder... Okay, let me reread, like, the descriptions of who these people are, because, uh, it just said my next-door neighbor, because if they're both college students, this could be, like, some, like, like, goofy sense of humor attempt to flirt or something, or, like, one of You think this is him throwing a dodgeball at the, uh, other kid, (laughs) the girl that he likes in the, uh, playground? No, I think it's him doing something goofy and quirky to get any response out of, like, a random person. Yeah. I think outside of, like, trying to make a goofy joke with someone you want to become friends with or flirt with, I really can't see a reason to do this if you're not about to murder somebody. This is, like, that old wives' tale about, um, about the python owner, where she sleeps with the python in her bed because Mm -hmm. she really likes her pet snake, and she always sleeps with it curled up, and then one night it, like, you know, it stretches itself out tail to head on the bed, and she takes it to the, uh, veterinarian and asks is that like a sign of some sort of sickness and he's like you got to get rid of it they do that when they're measuring themselves to see if they could eat you yeah which apparently is like not true at all but that's kind of what this feels <laughs> no like, they just where... use a ruler <laughs> they don't have some they can't pick up <laughs> objects adrian <laughs> that's not right at all um but yeah this feels like one of those situations like it's it's got that like sense of like I don't know, that, like, 
It seems like it seems like as John Mulaney would say about uh, it, like it seems like a street smart thing where like you're gonna ask a person about it and they're gonna be like, "That's the Ronald McDonald gang. They do that right before their satanic ritual where they like burst into your house and and murder you." I don't know for like satanic worship of Ronald McDonald. And, and you think that would that this would be the first published example <laughs> of this happening? <laughs> No, okay, I, what I'm saying is if this was a horror movie and she Googled it, she would find out about this occult group, and it would be one of those things where it's like, she's like on these, like, she has to go to the dark web to learn about them, because it's like, it's too deep and hidden, and the mainstream media won't report on it. If this was a horror movie, there would be a scene where she closes her medicine cabinet, and there's a mirror on it, and <laughs> she has her door open to her bathroom for some reason, so you can see into the hallway. And when she opens it, there's no one there. And then when she closes it, it's just the Hamburglar <laughs> popping up. I forgot that there was a whole cast of characters to the Ronald McDonald's lore. I, to I was the just about to bring up the lore. Like, bro, there's Grimace. There's the Hamburglar. There's like the chicken chick. Uh, there's Ronald himself. There's the chicken chick. I don't remember her. Do they have one for the fish fillet? Is there a character for... <laughs> I don't think so, no. Ugh, that's some anti-Catholic bias Absolutely. Right there. I think um, I had a VHS as a kid where uh, Ronald McDonald and his gang spend the night in the woods and find, like, a creepy castle. And uh, they, like, get all haunted in this, like, creepy castle and it turns out to be run by, like, some dweeb who just wanted friends or something. I don't know. Listen, listeners, look that up and see if any of that was true. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I watched, uh, I watched that and I'm pretty sure there was a chicken, chicken nugget chick in the, in that. It was either a VHS or just a weird dream Adrian had as a child. A weird recurring so. dream that I had. I feel like I could text my sister right now and she would know what I'm talking about. Good luck looking it up. And if you don't find the VHS, figure out if you can uh, if you can Inception Adrian and pull that dream out for us because we would still like to see Absolutely. it. Do we have any advice? Do, uh, well, if he's it cute, seems like, yeah. If he's cute, you need to do something back, right? If you, I don't know why I'm assuming it's a girl. That wasn't actually mentioned. Yeah, there's a lot of missing information the, about what their prior relationship was. Is this the first contact they've ever had as neighbors? Um, yeah, yeah. If the neighbor is whatever gender you're attracted to, and they're cute, I mean, you gotta you gotta pull out your own fast food statue and point it at their house. You gotta get yourself by the uh, Burger King King, or may- yeah, yeah, by the Burger King King, point it right at their house. That's perfect. If they're not cute, I guess either ignore it or talk to them. Yeah, uh, isn't there a uh, Burger King commercial where like a dude in the Burger King mask wakes up in bed with someone else, or my? I- it's when they introduce their uh, breakfast. Uh, uh, on their menu, uh, do that. <laughs> Sneak into their house dressed <laughs> as the Burger King, and uh, you know, let, let 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 them know that you also know how to joke around a little bit. Everyone knows how to have fun. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, it's it's like way to show off you have a sense of humor early on in a relationship. It's a uh, I, really this is more in a relationship advice column than a than a neighbor a neighbor question. I think my advice is still centered around the fact that it's. Uh, not malicious. So my advice is like, bring it up, I guess. But like, it's probably nothing. Do you think she should knock on their or why? Why do I keep saying she? I don't know why I assume it's a she. But do you think they should knock on? Uh, they should knock on their neighbor's door, or they should wait to see their neighbor, just kind of like going between their 
their like go into their front door and like try to make a quick chat about it no i think you knock on the door you have a big mac ready as a peace offering <laughs> uh and, and then <laughs> if you if you want to be petty you could look up if there's an hoa on lawn ornaments if you just really are that bothered by it and don't want to be the one to like talk to them because the hoa will send them a letter this is a this is some bitch made advice yeah that's, that's some karen advice actually not something i would actually recommend but you, you know like if if we're going with the premise that you just really need those lawn ornaments off the lawn because you can't even sleep with them looking at your window and you really don't want to approach the person it's an option um so i think that's the advice we have so i'll go ahead and read the answer uh from athena and she starts off with dear jb clearly a whopper of a problem at first glance, it seems like you have a neighbor who is trying to send a message to you. Ask yourself, is there more to this story? Since the statue started off facing you, why else would all these Ronalds be pointed towards your house? Is there a problem? You have to start there. If the facing faces is just random, I would suggest buying a burger and fries and taking it over as a gesture of reconciliation. Try to find out why the statues are pointed towards your house. See if your neighbor will talk to you about turning the heads the other way or making the display only seasonal. <laughs> I like that. This is like, like it's a, there's a holiday where Ronald McDonald statues are appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they they left out the fact that it was McRib season. You have some options. One is to wait and hope that Lon Seavery will take care of the problem. People love to pinch these sort of things in the dead of night. Ooh, that's way better advice than my HOA one. That That is very true. Yo, that's very like... <laughs> That's very drunk college Adrian who like used to steal traffic cones and like uh, realty signs just because he was a fuckface. Another is to maybe find a way to make light of it. Maybe buy some Burger Kings for your yard or bore him with fast food jokes whenever you talk to him. How did the jury find the hamburger? Grilty as charged. Charred. Oh, grilty as charred. N yeah, d don't do that, uh, lady. Uh, please don't. Of course, your neighbor might take any response as an opportunity to escalate, so be careful and calculate your risks. You may also think about why it bothers you. After all, they are plastic toys. Plastic yard clowns do not stare. You are not being harmed. This is not worth your bother. Move on. Okay. So, a lot of overlapping advice there. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, we basically hit all the same points. I would like to say shout out to the, uh, Athena on this one, uh, clearly a very intelligent probably i haven't uh looked up anything about her but i would assume a beautiful person like us uh, uh yeah shout out to athena any uh any issues with advice other than make bad puns at their face which nobody deserves that no matter what they've put on their lawn uh, oh you think in that case you become the bad guy <laughs> you live long enough to become the villain <laughs> if you do that of you if you go up to your neighbor and say, how did the jury find the hamburger grilty as charred? You're definitely the villain of that story. And I think that's true. I cannot support yeah. that. Um, I'm not going to lie, actually. So, wait, at any point did she tell them to just, like, go and ask about it? Or was it only, like, weird hijinks in response? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was her first advice. She basically hit all the same points as us. Yeah, her advice was, uh... No, I don't think she had any piece of advice that just said, like, go and talk to them about it. Which is weird, because that almost makes it me feel... Op no, no, no. See see if your neighbor will talk to you about turning the heads the other way or making the display only seasonal. Right. How 
Why would that conversation not start with what's up with these things in the first place? <laughs> um, Do you think it's like a festivist thing where it's like his dad made up a holiday and now it's just like he's it's like actually gets seasonal. Like the the person whose yard this is is gonna be like you know um, around Martin Luther King Jr. Day you have to put Ronald McDonald lawn ornaments pointed pointed at your neighbor's window. That's just uh just one of those things. God, and I tell you what, if she ends up being culturally insensitive to this man's culture, being called out for that is worse than death these days. <laughs> she shows up at, in his yard to ask him to move the Ronald McDonald statues, and he just pulls out his camera, and he's just like, Goddamn Karens! <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's weird. I've done, like, a 180, where her, like, not saying uh, that part of the advice is just to go and talk it out about just the basic premise of what's going on, makes me think that this is a cult and that like this dude is dangerous and uh, you should move <laughs> actually burn down your house and his house be safe yeah uh, i don't know if this could what what about i mean she gave the option of waiting for other people to steal the stuff but you know she could just go destroy or steal the like statues herself i i'm i'm not sure like ronald mcdonald's statues really feel like uh i don't know nothing about that feels like somebody can only own and use those in like a comedic way so if you destroy them it's not really like it's not really uh vandalism because he's using them in a comedic way so if you destroy them that's kind of a comedic response and i don't think he's allowed to be upset two things about that one i do think that like the only value they'd have is like historical like they could maybe be in a museum if they're like you know throughout the ages uh, or whatever but even then, if that was the case, they wouldn't be on his front lawn if they had that kind of I like value. that you became the Indiana Jones meme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the second thing I want to say is that um, if she is going to destroy them as her strategy, it has to be one of those things where she's the most obvious suspect. She needs to find someone else who also has the motive to destroy someone's lawn ornaments. That way they can have an alibi for what they were doing the night of the other <laughs> their actual enemies. Uh, lawn ornaments being destroyed and uh, I think that's the only way basically the plot of horrible bosses if she can find two other people who also uh, want some lawn ornaments destroyed I think that's the only way she can move forward okay two things about that I think it was a plot point to a 90s movie before horrible bosses where two people murdered each other's enemies or maybe a book um I think that's a play yeah it's like a Shakespeare play <laughs> I was just bringing up the most recent example the other point is why why does the other crime also have to be lawn ornament based in your mind why couldn't she just find anybody else who needed anything done she's gonna trade up for murder <laughs> why would she do that it has to be at least on the okay, same fair level enough. I didn't mean she would murder somebody but she could uh I I don't know what would be a similarly level she could jaywalk for somebody that would be a similar level level crime uh she could she could commit a microaggression that somebody else has wanted to commit but didn't want to do uh that would be a similar level crime she there's there's mm. a lot of things she could trade for okay sure <laughs> i guess yeah that makes fine sense all right but I think overall this problem is so small scale that there's no wrong answer. She can do whatever she wants, really. And I think it'll uh, As long as she's not dead, I think out. you can feel okay about the advice you give here at the end of the day. As long as you don't uh, see this story again in a crime report, I think that means you, you did okay. We ready for uh, column two? Yes. Okay. So... 
Today I am bringing to you uh, something from the Ask Joey column from uh, the local Sacramento News and Review. Um, so I am, uh, at the end of this week, moving out from Sacramento, and so I wanted this episode to be a, a love letter to this city that I have enjoyed quite a bit, so I decided to pick a local one. Um, and this is uh, Ask Joey from Joey Garcia. Uh, as far as I could tell from the archives, she's been doing an advice column in the local Sacramento area since like 2003. Um, and uh, yeah, she uh, handles all, all kinds of issues uh, related to anything in the Sacramento area. So uh, this one's called Misplaced Virtue. Paul, did you get a chance to read this, or do you want to guess what uh, what's going on by the title? I actually, I did read the question, so I do know what it's about already. Great. Okay, cool. Well, then I'll read it for the audience. Uh, my gated townhouse community was serene until a single mom moved in with her 10-year-old son. She borrowed money from one neighbor and won't pay it back. When her car was repossessed, another neighbor lent her one. When I caught her son yanking tulips out of my yard, he said he had permission from my husband to weed, uh, which was a lie. Later, his mother accused me of attacking her son and pulling the tulips out myself. Now the boy has damaged the loaner car with a borrowed hammer. The mother claims it was vandals. I feel sorry for this boy having a mother who won't take responsibility. Some neighbors want to start a fund so he can attend a Christian school and learn values. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I got some opinions about this one. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> First off, this sounds like a ready-made problem for a yeah. white lady to tackle to feel good about herself. Um, okay, gated townhouse community. So already she's, like, not the kind of person I normally like if she's very proud of that fact. It was serene until a single mom moved in. I could just reread it, but, like, adding emphasis to where, like, what she really means by all these things. Yeah, that, that, so, that bad element of society, the single moms, like... The single moms. You're right. I didn't even catch that, but Jesus Christ, like, why... Is it... <laughs> what the fuck? Single moms have some of the hardest, most, like... That's a human living a very difficult life, and then she goes on to just villainize her point after point. Yeah, and, like, it makes me also question, like, the reliability of the narrator, so... Uh, I don't know, maybe she did borrow cash, maybe she hasn't paid it back. The fact that she someone let her borrow a car after... Let her borrow a car after her car was repossessed was very nice. Um, well, I mean, that that's, that's white hero complex right there i imagine everybody in this like little community really badly wants to like change her life so they can have that moment where she cries and hugs them and goes you've changed my life without you you're my angel um i think that's what they're going for yeah i mean that's what this whole question is is like can we get this boy saved <laughs> so i really dislike it obviously we each have uh known opinions about religion as well so the idea that she's sending him to Christian school to learn values. So nebulous. Yeah. <laughs> Not like to learn Christian values, to learn good values, to learn better values, to learn what values are. <laughs> well, cuz you don't yank you don't yank tulips without the devil inside you. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
gonna go to a christian school and just learn those good christian values like not uh not respecting people's gender identity and refusing to let people uh, get married to who they love until 2012, when all of a sudden we all switch our opinion on that and pretend that we've always been open-minded about that subject. Uh, but Paul, the tulips are safe. <laughs> Think about the tulips, because no one else will. Anyways, so, I mean, I don't know. There's no way around that, because that's so central to the question. The question is literally like, well, I guess she's asking, what do you think about the whole situation? But, like, yeah, the, the Christian school thing really got me. I don't really like this woman. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know what the solution is. Like, my advice would be, don't be such a nosy hoe. Um, and, you know, your tulips. Uh, honestly, I like the idea that the mother is gaslighting her. And she's like, no, you bullied my son. And then you pulled out the tulips yourself. Because knowing... What we know now about how white people behave when they feel threatened, I'm not totally sure that that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to say that she should, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have advice for her. This is a, this is a weird one. Um, also, I don't know why it's funny to me that the hammer he uses to damage the loner car is borrowed. <laughs> they you can't even afford a hammer. <laughs> they have to borrow the tools they use to be extra shitty. They're not even allowed to own a basic tool. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about that part where he uses a borrowed hammer to destroy a car, this family just sounds like the Malcolm in the Middle family. And that just makes me really on their side. <laughs> like, this just sounds like a Dewey B plot. And it sounds hilarious. It sounds like hey, you need to uh, fuck off. Uh, awesome, he borrowed a hammer. <laughs> I wish what she would mention is... How does she know he borrowed the hammer? <laughs> I, yeah, you're, it, it is a funny amount of information. It would be like if she added in his internal monologue while he was doing it. And he pulled up my tulips with gardening gloves that he clearly didn't own. <laughs> as, as he pulled up the tulips, there was a grimace on his face and just the slightest hint of a smile. He quickly retreated. <laughs> Like, it is a weird amount of detail to mention it's the hammers borrowed. I'm surprised she didn't mention, like, that the boy has, like, messy hair and his pants around his ankles or something. Like, it just seems like the type of detail this lady would include. Um, he always stinks of the water in the Vienna sausage can. <laughs> him and his mom always show up back at the... Uh, him and his mom always show up back at the neighborhood looking as if they just shopped at a big lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I think we're on the same page here. Fuck this lady. <laughs> um, we need to give her advice, though. Um, I don't know. There's really no advice for this. I feel like the people who's actual... I guess her lawn was attacked, but... The thing that was damaged on I mean, her property is guess, something that's like, going to be damaged by kids. Like, if you live in a neighborhood where kids live, I'm sorry it does suck, but, like, sometimes your flowers, like, people are going to run through them. They're going to get a little destroyed. Like, it's kind of the price you pay to, like, live in a, like, to live in a society where kids also play, learn, and grow in. If you want my actual advice, yeah, it would be get video evidence. That way the mom can't deny it, like, if you really want to prove your point. But, like, I, I think that misses, like... The, the well, yeah, and my question. point outside of the the tool ups is leave it to the people who's actually had like bad things happen to them because who the fuck cares about your tool ups? 
uh, the people whose car was destroyed that's actual property damage, if there's proof, which it seems like maybe there is, since you have enough information to know about where he got the <laughs> murder weapon, um, then you should be able to prove it, and then those parents can hopefully, like, talk to the mom and work something out with her and try to make sure that this doesn't happen in the future and maybe not lend their cars to random strangers just to feel good about themselves. Um, and hopefully insurance can cover it. Uh, it's not really your job to fix this. It's not your job to be the hero in the story, lady. Like, I'm sorry your tulips got pulled out, but that doesn't bring you into the story enough to control this mom or her kid's life. I'm actually going to channel her ethos and come up with a real solution right now. So listen to this. Mm -hmm. When the mom isn't looking, you snap a picture of her. Mm. You set her up on Tinder with a profile, mm. and you find her a man mm. to help raise this boy. Tinder? Because he is missing a father figure. Okay. You put her on... Christian uh, Mingle. Christian Mingle. Just going to make that edit. Christian Mingle. Plenty of fish. Bagel meets coffee or whatever those other apps are. Wait, what's Bagel Meets Coffee? Because I've never heard about that. Is that a app for for Jewish women to meet black men? Is, is, is that what it is? Get her a man, because you know what? That's why this child isn't growing up well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Preach. And make sure you do all the, you know, the chatting, because you want to make sure it's someone who you approve of, because that's very important to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Insert your life into this, insert yourself into this lady's life as much as possible, and really just force your good Christian will down her throat, and make her into the type of person you consider morally upright, because that's your only option. And if not, uh, talk about her and gossip about her as much as possible behind her back. I mean... I don't even know if I need to give you this advice. I'm pretty sure that's what you would do anyway. So, Do a She's the Man where you dress up as a man and you start dating the mom <laughs> so that you can directly parent this child <laughs> and teach him the value of tulips. You think a child being raised by a transgender parent is going to teach them good values, Adrian? This is where you don't understand the lady asking this question at all. No, I think I do, because I think her values are rules for me, not for thee. So I think for her, she'd be like, oh, it's totally fine if I dress up as a man and assume the role of a man in society. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we've really, we've, we've covered a lot of different options. So unless you have any more ideas, I'd say let's, let's hear what, uh, what Sacramento uh, has to say about this. All right. <clears throat> From Joey. Your good intentions are misdirected. Trauma or stress or a personality disorder has driven this mom to protect herself and her son from reality. As a result, her son is in crisis. He hasn't yet learned how to express anger in a healthy way. When he destroys other people's property, he faces no consequences. Sending the boy to a school that teaches Christian values could cause more trouble. As he learns new values at school, he will have to choose between loyalty to the school's values or loyalty to his mother. What do you think will win? Christianity, or any other religion, is not magic. It's superstitious to believe that attending a Christian school automatically initiates a change of heart. Integrating values into one's life can be challenging, humbling, and painful. A religious school offering community and change is easier within a supportive circle. But don't be naive. Some students, teachers, and staff won't exemplify your values. After all, even Christians don't agree on what Christian values are. But most citizens of the world can agree on what the qualities of a good person are. And those qualities are informed by a view of people transformed through religion or spirituality. See what I did there? 
Uh, honesty is a universally acknowledged value. Let me attempt it here. You're avoiding responsibility. Every child is our child. Every adult is a brother or sister. If I caught a child destroying flowers, I'd say he had to pay for the damage, but could work off work it off by helping me in the garden. If his mother accused me of verbally attacking him and I didn't, I would say he must be scared to tell the truth and ask how she and I could work together to help him to be honest. Be clear. I'm not saying that I could flip a switch in the mother's heart. I'm choosing to be honest despite her drama. And that brings me to this. Your neighborhood is colluding to harm this boy and his mother. She has to borrow money, set, ter set terms in writing for repayment, and get it notarized. She has to borrow a car, set terms in writing, get it notarized, inform your insurance agent, etc. Show her how to be responsible by being responsible. Send him to a Christian school after you create a community that reinforces the values you want him to live in. Okay, so for a little bit of that, I, I was I was liking the answer, then I didn't, and then I liked it again. Uh, let me explain. The last bit is very true. I'm sorry, but if you're gonna do these, like, very weird, like, I'm your angel things to try to, like, improve their lives, yeah, get some things in writing, and, like, you can't do weird shit, like, give a random person who just moved next to you a bunch of money, and then be upset at when, like, I don't know, they don't use that money how you want, or they don't use the car you just gave them for god knows what reason how you want you clearly did that because you wanted to feel like an angel to this family that you kind of look down on as trashy and you thought oh i'll uplift them and then i'll get to feel good about myself yeah sorry if they do something with that car that you don't approve of you didn't get anything in writing you kind of like that's not your opportunity to go become a gossiping bitch about it i'll say something really quick I agree with that. I don't think you should try and be their angel. You should buy. You should try and be their Chris angel, and you should do that magic trick he does, where he takes a kid, makes them an adult, and then comments on their adult body really creepily, <laughs> which is part of the show. Look it up, <laughs> and that's what I would do. That way, it's not a kid anymore, and you can try them as an adult. Okay, but yeah, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm saying don't be empathetic or help people. You absolutely should, but don't do it in a way where you're clearly just stroking your ego, and then when they don't meet your expectations, you you then gossip and judge them. Like, when I'm walking down the street and somebody asks me for money, um, like a homeless person asks me for money, I fucking hate it so much when somebody, like, gives a little, like, smug extra with, like, if you pull cash out of your wallet and give it to a homeless person, pull it out of your wallet and give it away. If you give them a little don't buy drugs with this, or if you go buy food with it and then give them the food because you're worried they're gonna buy drugs, fuck you. I think it's because it adds, like, a moral slant to the act of generosity where you're kind of condemning the person and saying, I believe the reason you haven't succeeded in this world is because you're morally inferior. And it just, at that point, it's more about stroking your own ego in so many different ways. And I, I don't know, I'm not a fan. But outside of that, outside of how to give without being an ass, I would say... Um, the one part I thought did sound a little silly was when she said, like, talk to the mom in this way or this way or uh, towards, the, towards the middle. She was saying, um, she was saying, like, there's a certain way she can talk to the mom that would fix these problems. I mean, I think that, like, that's probably not true. It seems like, seems like the neighborhood did try that. Uh, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna open the mom's heart with, like, a good locker room speech about the, like, importance of honesty and respect, and then the mom will go, oh, I didn't notice all along I was raising my son wrong. Like, that's, that's also not gonna happen. Like, 
live in reality, people. That's the whole point, though, right? Is that she's talking about how the mom's not living in reality. Although I do like that she doesn't like... She assumes, again, that there's no maliciousness there. Like, she's like... There, she probably has a history. She's a person. She's gone through some shit. So, like, it's understandable that this is happening. But, like, the whole point is that, like, if she's unwilling to, like... If she's combating accusations of her son doing something bad by saying you're li you lied about it, bullied him, and did it yourself, there yeah, maybe there's like something to be done about the mom's perspective on things in some way that you can take an active role in. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I can see that, but something about just like, I don't know, a lot of this just feels like people who are living in a TV show where big speeches fix problems, and they just don't. Big speeches don't fix problems like that. Small speeches, like the end of a South Park episode. You know, what you know what this is. You know what this is. Both the question and answerer are living in an episode of Seven Seven, and that's what's so frustrating about this. It sounds like a real problem where everybody involved is hoping that what would happen in Seven Seven is what would happen in real life, instead of living in reality. Um, wait, is there anything I can say that's funny instead of the classic accidentally turning our comedy podcast into a weird long rant issue? <laughs> yeah, it was a fine answer. I, I don't really have much to say about the answer. The question was funnier. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the answer was the best answer you can give to like a complex situation to say the least. True, true. Um, shout out to, uh, Joey from Ask Joey from the, uh, Sacramento News Review. I also think the uh, honesty is a universally acknowledged value, like the um, moral relativity of that mm. argument, whatever. Like you know, that, I, th I don't think it's gonna sit well with this uh, with this woman. Oh, you think you I think, think she, it's yeah. like where like uh, penguins in the Antarctic will steal food from other penguins? It's like clearly honesty isn't a biological. Yeah. And be gay. Are penguins gay? And just thinking of that one Parks and Rec episode, I don't actually know if it's really common. In, in, I think uh, I think it's much more common in primates. I think they uh they raise gay children. I don't know if penguins have gay sex, but I think sometimes if like the mom dies, they raise uh, they do same sex parenting or they raise gay children. Oh yeah, they do same sex parenting. <laughs> <laughs> they also potentially raise gay children. I'm not. I don't know. I didn't see Happy Feet all the way. I stopped that movie halfway through. I got bored. I don't know how it ends. I think you have a topical tip for us, but before you do that, I would actually like to give one of the uh, patented Big Facts No Cap political updates, which is that as me and you are speaking, the uh, primary results for um, today, June 23rd, 2020 are coming out, and it's, it's not set in stone yet, but it does look like, um, it does look like Jamal Bowman with 1% reporting, has 10,000 votes to Elliot Engel's 6,000 votes. So 61% right now. Strong, st strong showing right now, Jamal Bowman. Just putting that out there. I'm I'm wishing him Absolutely. great luck, and I, I think you are too. So I don't know. I'm just excited about that. Thought I would share it for uh, New York 16th Congressional District. Okay, so today's topical tip is a personal one. Uh, it is one involving the general grad student community here at Davis, uh, where I am a grad student. Um, so here's the context for it. During quarantine, uh, our grad student association decided that it would be fun to host virtual trivia a couple times. I think I told you about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, because the GSA is pretty well funded, they were able to give out gift cards to the winners. Okay. 
So the gift cards, uh, since they couldn't just give straight cash, came out as either a Target, Amazon, or Walmart gift card. So what's going around uh, now, and that I got an email about this morning, is that there is a petition for the GSA to change which companies these gift cards are going towards. Mm. Um, with the push being that we change it to Visa gift cards. So uh, that's the petition that I got this morning. And then uh, I'm going to leave them anonymous, but someone from my grad group uh, responded to that petition uh, with just some context. And so this is what he had to say about it. Um, just to add a little context to this, if the GSA were to distribute gift cards as a Visa gift card rather than Target, Walmart, or Amazon, I think also DoorDash was one of the options, but I guess we don't have uh, issues with DoorDash. Um, a flat fee would be taken out from each Visa's gift card balance, which would go to Visa and not the graduate students. Essentially, the students would be paying $3 each to not be forced to shop at one of the above big box stores, which could be more than the 4.5% if the gift card amounts are small. If students want to pay $3 to Visa to get more versatile gift cards, that is something that could maybe be done, but I don't know for sure. Please let me know what you want to th uh, about the situation. I'm planning on being uh, an executive person for next year, so I want to know what people's opinions are on this. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to point out that, the visa, that visa lobbied Congress to create the bankruptcy reform bill that Biden supported in 2005, which made it functionally impossible to eliminate student loan debt with a declaration of bankruptcy. So I view this in a similar way as I do the upcoming presidential election, a decision between the lesser of two evils, those evils in this case being a relatively small amount to Amazon, Walmart, or Target, or a rather largely comparative amount to Visa. Hmm. And so uh, I'll give you my quick thoughts, where the first thing when I saw this was like expected, based on who they said the gift cards were going to be. Like I, I think it was, a matter of, it was a matter of time where I was like, oh, people are going to be upset about this. And I just don't know if I care that much about the GSA choosing these companies that we know that everybody uses as like, <sighs> instead of giving you a gift card to our local uh, nurse plant nursery, they gave you a gift card to a place that everyone has to shop at eventually. I agree with the person who sent that email. It sounds like they have, because they understand like how much money has to be paid to these organizations to create a gift card. He has like a pretty good grasp on, a few we were gonna do some eagle eye god view on the situation i think yeah it's probably more moral to do the amazon gift card where less money goes to the corporation considering like any large like multinational is gonna be like quote-unquote ethically compromised uh i think uh visa is i i don't know why a large bank is a better option than Amazon or and if, whichever one is taking less of a cut is probably the best option. But then I guess the argument is some people probably don't use one of those companies, but I think that's, I don't, yeah. uh, I don't want to call people virtue signalers, but I feel like almost everybody uses one of those companies and they're lying if they say that they don't use, if they don't use any of those four companies you mentioned, it seems pretty unlikely that they're like, shot that much i'm going through shoppers. the uh names lists uh and yeah just the number of people that i that i recognize and i just feel like there's a lot of people that i recognize on here where they're very moral people who i think do good work in like actual uh, political action and there are other people where i see their names and i think this is probably the most they ever do for like anything yeah so <laughs> sign petitions so wait, some of those people who do really good moral work, you think they would never buy from any sort of large corporations, including uh, like Postmates or 
Uber Eats, they they would never spend their money on any of those companies? I'm not sure. I think it might be a situation like me and my siblings where we've talked about the fact that we're trying not to use Amazon anymore, but we still do every now and then. Yeah, I mean, Amazon's Amazon, because of their labor practices, and I guess it's probably the same with Uber, I understand making like a... I understand making a big attempt to not use, but it's pretty much just because of how our society's set up. If you're going to really like uh, engage with society... You're gonna use a few ethically compromised companies, right? Like, yeah, of course. And sure, you, you know, can you can avoid Amazon, you can avoid Uber, because of how those companies respectively treat their workers, or in the case of Uber, their uh, what are they called? Consultants, independent contractors. Their contractors. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but what what were the other companies? I mean, I think you're gonna use some of these companies at some point, right? Target, Walmart, Amazon. And that yeah, could be the point I you're making is exactly Target. why they were chosen, right? Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to use them at some point. That's the whole point of why it's a good gift card to give out. Um, but no, I mean, like I had an issue with this recently where um, I wanted to buy a new pair of shoes. And so I looked into like what ethical companies there are to buy shoes from. And it was one of those things where like, you know, people have that like phrase about like you can, uh, if you're a busy person with a, like a, a busy career, you can choose like good sleep, uh, good work, uh, or like good social time, but you can only get to pick two out of the three. Yeah, it's always like a triangle, and it's like pick two, two of the three. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing for buying ethical shoes, where you can pick ones that are like affordably priced, that look good, uh, or that are ethical, <laughs> and you can like kind of just pick two of those. Um, so I ended up just like overpaying. Well, not overpaying. I mean, the whole point is that they give like fair wages to all of their workers in their factory or whatever. But the thing that was really annoying about it that I've kind of forgotten from how much I uh, shopped at Amazon before in college uh, was just shipping. Like the fact that Amazon Prime does the two-day shipping and that became my new, like it shifted the Overton window for that's when I expect for things to come in. <laughs> I bought it like a week ago and it just now shipped and I was like, Jesus Christ, like. <laughs> I know, so, crazy. Yeah, I'm so accustomed to it. Like, have already, like I ordered an Amazon thing um, because I was buying something kind of expensive and I didn't think the price difference was going to be uh workable for me so i bought it and it, it after i ordered the shoes and it came in before the shoes even shipped um so i don't know what the point i'm making there is I, I don't know i think like yeah it's uh i think the general idea here is that it's people who have a good intention uh but i don't think they're yeah i think the point of the second email was like i don't think you guys are actually doing what you think you're doing yeah, no, I would definitely agree with the second email. Really, the only way to make this uh, is to make this work how they think they are making it work is if they is if they move to uh, to a local business. But in that case, I don't know. Do you, <sighs> these companies have done a very good job crushing local business, and plus, it's quarantine right now, so people aren't really shopping in person as much. Yeah. Um, but is there a locally owned store where you could buy all types of things? I guess a locally, there has to be some sort of locally owned grocer. Everybody needs groceries, but that's not fun. I think who, the co-op would be like the closest thing. Who wants yeah. to, who wants to win a, who wants to win a gift card for groceries, you know? Like for a, bulk pistachios? <laughs> yeah, like that's not like, you want, you want to win a gift card and get to go buy like a, cool gadget or some dumb shit you don't really need with it like ooh, this is extra it's not a trivial cash. amount of money too i remember you reacting to that when i told you that like first place was like a hundred dollars per person oh yeah yeah 
right? So you don't want to go, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go wild with this $100 at the co-op. You know what I mean? Like, you want to go on Amazon and <laughs> go get... Go crazy at the Olive Bar. <laughs> yeah, you want to go on Amazon and buy yourself, like, a pair of new shoes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you want to get something, you want to get something cool with that money. So what's your, what's your topical tip? Distill your, your, uh, your conclusion. My conclusion, oh yeah, but we didn't really give advice and that's my fault. My, my, my advice is for the person who wrote that email and these, uh, these moralizers are weak people and you can crush them below your feet. You did a good job with that email. You basically did what you should do. Shame them for not doing their research correctly. This feels too mean. You know, a lot of these people. <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> My tip would be uh, fight for keeping the cool gift cards, and since the Visa one is just as morally compromised, uh, don't fall for this uh, these moralizers' trap. Uh, crush them below your logic, as uh, Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro would say. So I think uh, one thing that I can say, because this is actually, so the person who sent the second email is a, a closer friend of mine, and he's actually talked, I've talked to him about the podcast, and like he said he wants to be a guest if we ever want a guest. Um... So I feel like I can share a little bit more information about him. He recently had a moving sale where he was trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And the way he did it is that he didn't ask for any money. He asked for a donation to the uh, NAAA, uh, NAACP mm. legal fund, I think. Um, and so it, to me, it seems like that's like the natural conclusion to where this heads is like, if we want to make sure that this is completely clean, then we don't actually get a fun gift card. We get a donation. In to your a name? Cause. That's, and I don't know. That's, even, that's horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I think if we're in quarantine and the whole point is to like give people some levity and some fun, doing this in a way where there's no critique left for how you do it just doesn't seem feasible as well as like the most important thing right now. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. It is it is quarantine and that needs to be uh remembered. Yeah, I like that the people in this organization who wanted like the uh, Visa gift cards, they might as well have been like, "Yeah, I really think uh I really think Amazon gift cards are uh are problematic. So, could we do a gift card to uh, BP Oil, please? Could we do does Blackwater offer gift cards? Does Dick Cheney's estate offer gift cards? Could we could we possibly get the gift cards and money to Dick Cheney's estate?" Like, why did they think a Visa would be a better company to have to, like, support? Yeah, the idea is that you're liberated to spend it wherever you want, which the fact that it goes through Yeah, Visa, but obviously those cards are going to have some sort of fee bells. associated with them. Visa isn't just like... Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know. That's that's my topical tip. for Mine's directed at the people who are signing this, where I see their name, and I just kind of either know or get the gist from my interactions with them that, like, this is the most they do. And if that's the case, like, I don't know, fuck off. <laughs> is, that, is that a good topical tip? God damn, Adrian, you work with these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you say to the people you work with? You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the weird stance of defending these vague people because I don't want you to be hated on campus. Y'all are valid. You're important, and uh, don't listen to Adrian. You're beautiful. I think part of it might also be colored by the fact that the person who ran the trivia is one of... It, Can I'm you closer stop to them. giving away local gossip? <laughs> this feels so awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm closer to them than any of the people who signed the petition. So okay. like the fact that they're, they could be criticized about this, where they're like, why did you allow that decision to go through? Did you actually have any power to decide what like gift cards came through or whatever? 
it to me it's annoying that they have to deal with this and they probably are like probably they probably agree with the people who are signing the petition and they just didn't have the power to like there was rationale behind the choice that like yeah can i ask you a question are you not worried about any of these people's like egos that you're criticizing right now for running this petition like you're not worried at all that they'll be upset with you or that it'll like somehow negatively uh impact your time at like at davis or no i feed off the hate (laughs) you're gonna be i say here comes the hate yummy 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 put it in my tummy keep me going for another day you're gonna be like that evergreen professor they're gonna be like fucking a mob around you as you try to make your way to your office and then you're gonna end up on joe rogan like spouting off right because that's the only way i can make money yeah (laughs) spouting off right-wing talking points like this time the left has gone too far if they That's said good. we didn't need a mask in the beginning, why is it all of a sudden that we need a mask? That's all I'm saying, Joe. I just think about these things. <laughs> I'm already ready for it, dude. I know. We should become right-wing grifters. It's so easy. <laughs> we should both become crystal ball, apparently. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. All right. I think Shout out to we'll crystal ball, uh, fellow Clemson alum. Semi-alum. She transferred. Yeah, but nobody else cool ever went to Clemson, so... That's true. And, uh, shout out to Brad Guzman, former goalkeeper for the national team of United States, who went to USC. USC, uh, South Carolina, considering South a Carolina, lot of people. Gamecocks, baby. <laughs> you know, I had, California. This, I had this really interesting uh, interaction the other day where I was on the phone outside of a coffee shop that I was working at, and I had my mask, you know, when you one ear it, where you like take it and just like let it hang while you talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was away from everybody else, so I was just like trying to stretch my legs, tight, having a phone conversation. And someone drove by and like gave me a really like weird look, and I was like, I mean, I'm I'm wearing it all the other times. I'm just talking on the phone right now, and it's hard. And then I realized it was because I was wearing my shirt that just says "cocks" on it. <laughs> That's why they were probably giving me that look. <laughs> um didn't you say somebody critiqued you on that shirt it was a uh, costco worker who was giving out samples yeah he um he asked if the shirt was appropriate and i said it's collegiate apparel i'm an educated man unless ed- educated people of color offends you i think it's okay <laughs> what, what a trump card to pull out <laughs> i know i w- that, that last line is actually what i wish i had said all i had, all i actually said was i'm an uh it's collegiate apparel i'm an educated man and then he walked away <laughs> I resent but that, that is my that's my future line for if anyone asks. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's wildness because it's just like obviously here in the South, it's like uh, where I am, it, nobody would ever like be confused by a Cox shirt. That's like a very common sight, like the fighting game Cox. That's yeah, nobody's yeah. nobody's confused by what that means. It's a it's a shirt for South Carolina. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've reached the end of this, and as always, we're gonna we're gonna recap our uh, big facts, no caps. I have one. It's really easy. So my no cap is, uh, speaking of HOA from earlier, my parents once told me that the reason we didn't live in a neighborhood growing up and that we lived in like just a remote area of Gilbert, South Carolina was because they didn't like... Oh, I thought you guys were running away from ice. (laughs) Um, No. So yeah, they didn't like being told anything about how to do anything about their house. Um, But I think it also helped with the neighbor issues that we're seeing now. So if you want to not have neighbor issues move to a rural part of your state and make sure your nearest neighbor is like a mile away and everything's chill. I never had neighbor issues. I think my big fact for this episode is going to come from uh, Romans 15 too, 
it is let each of us please his neighbors for his good to build him up and i think that's uh that's some good advice for all of us to take into our lives day to day all right paul i'll see you next week bye adrian this was fun buddy He's standing.